You're listening to the Grace Church Podcast, a weekly podcast dedicated to bringing you biblical guidance to life's most important issues. We want to thank you for joining us for this week's message. We pray you find strength and encouragement as we learn from God's truth together. For more information, go to visitgracechurch.com. Hey guys, I do want to welcome you here to Grace Church this weekend. Uh, arguably, this is the most important talk I'm going to give in the entire year. I'm so excited for you to be here. Whether you're going to be worshiping, maybe you're worshiping in the venue, the cafe, the auditorium, or online. I uh, thank you for you guys for joining us. We're going to be in our Bibles beginning in Matthew 22. So if you want to turn there, you can. Matthew 22. Our ushers have Bibles, pens, and message notes. Uh, you can raise your hand and get those. But they also have multi-site Frequently asked questions. Everyone needs a copy of this, or at least household. Every household needs a copy of this. If you don't have one, please let them know. You can get this online, by the way. Go to visitgracechurch.com slash live for the online message notes. Or you can go to visitgracechurch.com slash Olathe for the multi-site information. All right. I want to begin by talking about a movie. It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. So this is like... One of the top 20 movies in the history of film. And in this movie, It's a Wonderful Life, George Bailey is a guy who sacrificed his career to help others, his dream to help others. He sacrificed his opportunities to help others. And he begins to compare himself to other people. He feels a bit like a failure finally. He wonders if his life even mattered. And he wishes he'd never been born. And so an angel, like from God, gives him the opportunity to to see what his life would have looked like, what people's life, life after life after life that he touched, that if George Bailey was never born, that person would have missed out. That person would not have been impacted. That person, their life would have been worse. And the point of the story is we all impact others like far more than we possibly realize. I don't know about you, but from time to time I play the It's a Wonderful Life game in my mind, about my life, but I also play it, the It's a Wonderful Life game about our church, about Grace Church. It's a Wonderful Life. Like, what would the lives of people be like, the thousands of people that Grace Church has ministered to over the last 20 years, what would their lives be like if Grace Church never existed, just gone from history? And I wrote this list down. I couldn't get this list list without um, crying. And so I will try to get to this list, uh, thinking about the lives of people that have been changed. I think about the people who have had the Bible come alive for them for the first time. Like, both in the weekend messages, but also more importantly, in their own time with God. Their lives are different now, because Grace Church does exist. I think of the church leaders who were burned, the members who were wounded, who found their way to our church and they were skeptical and hurting and God restored hope and love of the local church, how God can use that through the ministries of Grace Church. Like what if Grace Church never existed? I think of the marriages that are stronger or the marriages that are saved or for those marriages that did dissolve, the people that got support in that terrible time because we exist. I think about the people who found legitimate friendships and support in grace groups. 
when they're going through medical trials and they got new friends who were there for them. There's a story from years ago where one group of friends gathered around, collected money for a friend of theirs, handed tens of thousands of dollars to somebody who was out of work for some months to keep their home and out of bankruptcy and those things. Family, friends, family, friends and grace groups gathered together to help grace group life. I think of the kids and the students, including mine. I think, what if we had no church? What if grace groups didn't exist? My kids would not have made the gains they have without you. I think of the people that gave their life to Jesus, often in spite of us. So, so years ago, I'm teaching from Joshua chapter 5, the story of the hill of the foreskins. And I'm teaching on circumcision and sp- the meaning of spiritual circumcision. And there was this guy in our church. He was lost. He's a skeptic. And when I announced the topic, he, he told me later, I thought, what a waste. I am wasting my time in this service. Circumcision. And that was the service. God reached his heart. He gave his life to Jesus in that service. Of all services, that service. And in spite of me, because the entire time I'm teaching about circumcision, my fly is open. (laughs) True story. God reaches people in spite of us. I think about the people involved in local missions that are involved with the homeless that never would have gotten involved without their engagement with the church. People loving people around the world, global missions trips, praying, engaged with people groups around the world, never would have been involved. And I imagine, what if 20 years ago, a team of people did not respond to God to plant a church, be part of church planting? What if we never existed? What would that mean for the lives of people? The uh, It's a Wonderful Life moment. Here's the thing. Today, arguably, is the most important message I'm going to speak on this entire year, we're talking about why church planting. Like, why is that vital to our future as a church community? We're gonna, I'm going to ask you to bring your A game spiritually, to listen closer to God on this topic you ever have in your life. And be more open-handed with God, more willing to be directed to whatever God wants than ever in your life in this topic. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer. God, we come to you, and we are thankful for the cross of Christ. We are thankful for seeing people give their life to you and surrender through baptism, showing this. We are thankful for the work you've done in our hearts. I personally am thankful that you birthed this church because I have benefited. I am a different person. I have been challenged by this church community. I have grown. God, I can't imagine what my life would be like without this church community. I pray you would help us to bring our A game, our very best by your Holy Spirit, to hear you better, listen to your promise, be more open-handed, willing to follow you, whatever you want. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. All right, so today I want to begin with God's heart for us and his work in our lives. God has a heart for you. He has a heart for me. And God is always at work trying to work his heart out In our lives, he's always at work around you, and it's built around three key passages. We talk about these verses all the time, so I'm just going to summarize them. I gave you the references. You can write some notes down. Matthew 22, 34 to 40. Matthew 22, 34 to 40 is the great commandment. The great commandment where Jesus tells us the most important commandment in all the Bible is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. There is nothing more important to God 
Matthew 22, verse, down in verse 37, there is nothing more important to God that you love God with everything you have. There's not one person in this world more important to you than God. There's not one priority more important than God. There's not one loving your life more than God. The number one commandment, and the commandment just like it, Jesus says, loving your neighbor as yourself, which is only possible when you're living in the love of God. That's the great commandment. Nothing else matters without that. Matthew 22, 34 to 40. I also gave you the other parallel commandment, the great commission. That's Matthew 28, 18 to 20. Matthew 28, 18 to 20, where Jesus leaves the church with this commandment. He says, go into all the world, to every ethnic group, all the nations is the Greek word ethnos, ethnic groups in this world, care about people with different languages, races, colors of skin around this world, and make disciples of them, which means learners who follow. And if they become a disciple, let them show they become a disciple by being willing to be baptized. And if they're willing to be baptized, they've demonstrated faithfulness in that. They'll learn all, willing to be teachable in all the commandments of God. That's the great commandment love, the great commission, disciple making. And in Matthew 16, 18, Matthew 16, 18, when Jesus first mentions the word church, here's what it says, Matthew 16, 18. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock... I will build my church. The first time the word church is mentioned, the Greek word ekklesia, a called out group. I'm going to build this called out group of people called together for my purpose. And the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. It is all about the love of the great commandment, the disciple making of the great commission through the vehicle of the local church. That is God's heart for you and for me. And that's God's work in our life. Like anything God is doing is built around these things. Getting your love for him first. Love for others. Making disciples. Growing and making disciples. Let's just play It's a Wonderful Life for the early church. Like what if the early church, the church of Jesus, the church he left in Jerusalem, they got one church. What if that early church said, I'm not making, I'm not going to plant churches. We are not planting, what, It's a Wonderful Life. What if... There was only one church in this world, still, because no one would plant churches, and it's just the church in Jerusalem. Can you imagine what we missed out on in this world if there was one local church in the entire world based, because no one would do church planting? Here at Grace Church, you can write this sentence down. Our vision is to partner with God to make disciples. That's our vision. To partner with him, to make disciples. We're here to help everyone become an outward-focused follower of Jesus, being a disciple. You can also write down this. Our strategy to partner with God is church planting. That's our strategy, to make disciples church planting. Lord willing, over the next 20 years of ministry or so, that's God's heart for us and his work in our lives. That's what God wants, he desires. I want to talk about the church planting now. So let's talk about church planting. The who, what, why when, where, and how of church planting. And I want to begin with the most important question, why? What is the motivation behind church planting? What's the real motivation? i got three reasons for you. The first one will resonate if you like planning and long-term strategizing by the Holy Spirit. You like long-term planning? You'll love reason one. If you like facts and statistics, you're going to love reason number two. If you like flexibility led by the Spirit... You're going to love reason three. Three reasons why we're entering a season of church planting. Reason number one, if you like long-term planning and strategy by the Spirit, because 
of our original vision. The reason we're entering a season of church play is our original vision, our 20-year-old plan. This idea about church planting is not a new idea. It's from our 20-year long-range plan. Here's a picture of our baby church. This is our first baby picture from 20 years ago. Oh, that's a good-looking church. Look at our baby photo. That's so exciting. That's my mom on the lower right. I'm so glad my mom, who actually is still a part of our church, lower right-hand side, teaching in our Grace Kids ministry. Here's an even scarier baby picture from our first service 20 years ago. Yeah, that's scary. You know, I believe that our op- my optometrist literally cut the bottom of a Coke bottle and placed them into frames. Like, that's all he did to, to make my glasses But back then, it was 20 years ago, on August 25th, I gave you on your message notes, the original informational meeting vision I shared with this group of people, Sunday, August 25th, 1996. And I shared from Acts 11, Acts 13, 10 verses, which had mapped out our Grace Church vision. And I reread my notes recently. I saw I misspelled Antiochian. (laughs) I mean, a typo in our original vision. I encourage you to read these 10 verses. You're going to see that the vision of Grace Church to be this modern-day Antiochian church has God's presence palpable in the church. The vision is that many salvations happen. The vision is there's legitimate teaching from the Bible. The vision is there's spiritual depth going on. The vision is there's an outward focus among the disciples. The vision is begins, actually begins with church planting, and it ends with church planting. It's bookended with church planting. And when you study the book of Acts in the New Testament, you're going to find the Apostle Paul did church planting for 11 years. He was a church planter for 11 years. And in those 11 years, he planted somewhere between 14 and 20 churches. Between 14 and 20 churches over 11 years. And his entire strategy was to go to a new area, find the most influential area, plant a church... And have them plant more churches in that is his entire strategy. And the wild thing about the New Testament churches, every church in the New Testament has died. Not one church still exists. They've all closed their doors. Every one is done. But they live on as they planted more churches. Like they planted more churches, and when that church closed, everyone's closed. But it sure lives, church lives on when it plants more churches. The first reason, the why of church planting, this is our original vision. It's the call of God of Jesus, but our original vision as well. All right, the second reason. Why are we doing church planting at Grace? You'll love this if you like facts and statistics. Number two, because of making more disciples. Because of making more disciples. I'm going to give you some statistics on the fruitfulness of church plants Versus established churches. And let the implication of, the, of these facts just sink in. Number one, new churches are between six and eight times more effective evangelistically. New church plants are between six and eight times effect, more effective in reaching new people, getting new people to give their life to Jesus. That's a large percentage. And you see the impact in the number of baptisms that happen when you compare new churches versus existing, existing churches. New churches, number two, experience one baptism for every three people. On average, new churches experience one baptism for every three people. That's amazing. Like one out of every three being baptized. That's awesome. 
existing churches, by comparison, experience one baptism for every 95 people. It takes 95 people on the average existing church to create one baptism. That means that new church plants are over 30 times more effective in the area of baptisms. Over 30 times than existing churches. How is Grace Church doing in this stat these days? Well, last year, Grace Church experienced one baptism for every 31 people. One for every 31 people. And this year, we're on pace for one baptism for every 27 people. One for every 27 people. And this, what this means, basically the 1 to 30 ratio, is that Grace is experiencing three times as many baptisms as the average existing church, which sounds good. But new church plants are still 10 times more effective. <laughs> 10 times than, than Grace Church is. In fact, it's been shown, by the way, that a church's most fruitful period is its first three years. A church's most fruitful period is first three years. Let's step back away from the stat and say, what does this mean for you? This means if you want to be involved in the most fruitful time in a church's history... Wouldn't it be great? Like you were there at the most. I was there. I served in ministry at the most fruitful time in the history of this church. Means you'll help plant the church. You'll be ministering, serving in ministry in a church plant in those first three years. That's how you can be a part of the most fruitful time in the history of that church. That's the second why. Because of the facts. The stats are making more disciples a great way is planting churches. Here's the third reason why we're doing church planting in a season of this. And you're going to love this if you like the flexibility of the Holy Spirit. Because God prompted our leaders. Because God prompted our leaders. And that is a story I'll encourage you to read, Acts 13, 1 through 4. I'll, I'll summarize these verses, Acts 13, verse 1. Acts 13, 1 has multiple leaders pastoring, leading together. In Acts 13, verse 2. God prompts them in their worship to start church planting. They don't believe it initially. Verse 3, they pray and fast and say, God, is this what you want? Yes. They send out these church planters, this team of people to church plant. And in verse 4, it says the Holy Spirit used the leaders to send out these church planters. That's team leadership. That's a team of people listening to God together, becoming convinced. That's exactly what has happened in our leadership over the last couple of years. Like the more we talked about our future, the more we prayed about our future, the more we discussed our future, the more we became convinced this is the step of faith. Our church needs to walk toward together in the area of intentional church planting. I believe this so strongly that if I had to resign right now in order to make sure this gets moving forward better, I'd resign right now, saying, hey, whatever we can do to make sure we're following God better, if it causes my resignation, it's not about a job or identity, it's about following God as a church. This is the why of church planting. You see, if you love long-term planning, it was our original vision. If you enjoy facts and statistics, we make more disciples this way. If you enjoy the flexibility of the Holy Spirit, God prompted our leaders. Those are the reasons we're doing a season of church planting. All right, so what exactly will we, will we be doing? What is the what of church planting? You could write this sentence down. We're going to use two strategies, independent churches and multi-site campuses. Independent churches and multi-site campuses. 
I want to define both of these. They're both ways to do church planting. The first one, let's talk about independent churches. This is like how Grace Church was started. We were sent out from a different church, and we had a different name, different branding, different senior pastor, different board, different budget, different ministry style, different visions of future. And Grace is actually in its first 20 years. We've been involved with five, five church plants over the first 20 years involved with, including like the Howies in Romania is the most recent one. Uh, they actually been involved with church planting. What's a multi-site church planting strategy? Well, it's more like a branch of your church. It's a campus with the same name, same branding, same senior pastor, same board, same budget, same ministry style, same vision of the future. We say, why would we be involved with both of these? Why try both strategies? Because they attract different types of people. And we want to maximize how many people are involved with church planting. You see, your independent church plants attract entrepreneurs, innovators, pioneers. They want something different, and that's cool. Multi-site church plants attract people who love Grace Church. They don't necessarily want something different. They'd love to spread Grace's ministry to a new area. Those are different types of people. We want to maximize how many are involved in church planting. What exactly are we praying for over the next 20 years? We're praying that God helps us, God works through us to plant 100 churches and sites over the next 20 years. God can do whatever he wants. If it's five, that's great. Whatever God wants. We're praying for 100 churches and sites over the next 20 years. Ideally, 90 to 95% of them are independent churches, whether they're here in Kansas City, in the United States, around the world, in other countries. We're praying, we'd love to see 5 to 10% of those being other campuses, like 5 to 10 campuses, 90 to 95 independent churches. That is the what of church planting. All right, let's talk about the who, the who of church planting. Who is going to be involved with this? Somebody actually said, thinks to themselves, so Tim, where exactly are you going to get 100 church planters and 100 worship leaders and 100 Grace Kids directors and a hundred student ministers, and a hundred sore special needs ministers. Like, where are you getting people? I, I can just answer, I have no idea. But I, I do know, God knows. And here's a great quote from a book uh, called Gaining by Losing. It's a fantastic book, Gaining by Losing by J.D. Greer. He says this, The most effective church planters grow and multiply small groups long before ever drawing a salary. The most effective church planters are doing it now while they're doing something else. Growing small groups, multiplying new small groups, evangelizing, discipling, and they're doing it long before they ever draw a salary. That's the best candidates for your church planters. They're already doing the work in your church community. So let's talk about our independent church planters. We're trusting God, the 90 to 95 of these people we're actually, we're actually in conversations right now with, I think, like 12 to 14 people who are wondering about starting an independent church through our ministry at some point. We're excited about that. We have two identified right here that we're talking more specifically with, and we're actually working with them, trying to figure out, equipping them, what's a good time frame, what does God want, and Lord willing, sending out our first independent church plant sometime next year in 2017 in this new season of church planting. Let's turn to multi-site church planting. We have identified who will launch our second campus of grace. Our Olathe campus pastor will be Kent Lyles, Kent and Kim Lyles. Kent's been on staff at Grace 
as our Grace Group's director since January 2015. He's leaving the Grace Group's director role to become our Olathe campus pastor, overseeing and leading our Olathe campus. He's still going to be part of Grace Church. It is one church, two campuses. So he's going to be on our pastoral team and remain on our teaching team. We recently hired a new Grace Groups director, Shannon Zabruski. Shannon Zabruski. And we are incredibly excited both for Shannon and his wife, Holly. Uh, and we're excited for our Grace Groups, what this means. Uh, you can meet Shannon today. He's going to be in our lobby. You're going to see Kent and Kim today. They're in our lobby as well. Go congratulate them. Here's where you come in. Here's where we come in. We are calling people to listen to God closer than you ever have. Be willing to say, God, whatever you want me to do, more than you ever have in your life. We're asking God to raise up an Olathe campus team of 200 to 400 to serve at our Olathe campus. Whether it's weekly, a bi-weekly rotation, once every three weeks, serving in ministry with our new Olathe campus. I'm talking kids signed up to serve in ministry. Students signed up to serve in ministry. Adults signed up to serve in ministry. 200 to 400 of them. And you received something as you came in today, track it down, called the Multi-Site Frequently Asked Questions. On the inside is this blue form. Would you pull this blue form out? And it has a typo. Of course, of course, our first typo. It's missing one of our ministries. So go down halfway through the uh, thing. Just write in. Put a box on there. Serve at the Olathe campus halfway down. Just put a checkbox and add SOAR. Our SOAR special needs ministry will be a part of our Olathe campus. But there are nine ministry areas. You can get this form, by the way, online. Visit gracechurch.com slash Olathe. And you can just check Make your commitment. It's right there. We're asking God that between 200 and 400 children, students, and adults sign up to serve in ministry with our Olathe campus in one of those nine ministry areas. You see, in fact, right now, before you forget, you can put your name, email, phone, address right down here. There's four different levels you'll see in a moment. You say, Tim, why would I leave the Overland Park campus? What could possibly motivate me? From leaving our Overland Park campus for our Olathe campus, well, maybe you want to be part of what the original vision was of church planting, which arguably is Jesus' original vision as well to make disciples. Or maybe statistically, you want to have a more fruitful time. You want to tell the story someday. I was involved in the most fruitful season those first three years in the history of a church. How cool is that? Or maybe you want to just follow the prompting of the Holy Spirit through your leadership, Acts 13 style. Or maybe you want to reach people who live west of our church, reach communities west of our church. Bottom line, if it was me, if I was you, if I was you and I lived in Olathe or kind of that general direction, here's what I would be praying. I say, God, I am going to sign up and serve in this church. Unless you tell me no, <laughs> I'm in Olathe, I'm west of Olathe, north of there, I'm south of there, I'm going to sign up and serve. I'm praying, I'm open for you to tell me no, but if I hear silence, that's your fault, and I am going to participate and serve with our brand new Olathe campus. That is exactly how I deal with this moment if I live that direction. Guys, that is the who of church planting, which is why we're asking you to bring your A-game, your most listening and opening mind to God's promptings. Let's talk about the where and when of church planting, the where and when. For our independent churches, 
Once the church planters identify, we'll work with them. Hey, where is God leading you? Where is God leading What community to minister in? So that will come once the independent church planter is identified. Let's talk multi-site church plant. There are now in the United States over 5,000 multi-site churches in the United States alone. And they've done a lot of studies on these. Studies have shown that multi-site launches are most successful in a church's second largest population, 10 to 20 minutes away. Second largest population, 10 to 20 minute drive away for Grace Church. That is Olathe, particularly South Olathe. And so you can write this down. We're going to start our Olathe campus. Olathe campus starts November 6th, 2016 in the venue. We're going to start in the venue at the start first Sunday of November. And for about two months, for about two months long, both of our campuses are going to be worshiping in the venue at the same time. Our Overland Park campus worshiping in the venue, the Olathe campus in the venue together. Then you can write down our Olathe campus opens February 5th, 2017 at Prairie Creek Elementary. February 5th, 2017. That is Super Bowl Sunday, Lord willing, as the Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. That's just me. But at Prairie Creek Elementary, that's at 165th and Merlin. 165th and Merlin. It is a fantastic opening site for our church. It's amazing. It's got a perfect worship area, kid, Grace Kids worship area, classrooms area, our SOAR special needs area. It is going to be an awesome place to plant Grace Church Olathe. <clears throat> so that's the where and the when of church planting. Now, let's talk about the how of church planting. How are we going to do this? Would you listen to the words of Jesus in John 12, verse 24? Just listen, John 12, 24. Jesus said, most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat, that's you, it's me. Where are the grains of wheat? Unless a grain of wheat, a person falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies... It produces much grain. Here Jesus compares every single one of us to a grain of wheat. You get the picture. If you stay safely on your own stalk of wheat, you can grow bigger, you can get fed, grow bigger, get fed, and die and be less fruitful. Or you can leave the stalk, be sent out, Lay down your life, sent out and sacrifice with Jesus Christ, and you can bring far more fruit when you are sent out and sacrificed by the power of Christ. You ever can by staying safely connected to the plant. You and I, we're the grains of wheat. The how is this? It's for us to be saying, God, I'm a grain of wheat. Is it time for me to, for me to be sent out and lay down my life to see far more fruitfulness? Unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. I'm going to invite Kent Lyles, our new Olathe campus pastor, to come out and share a bit more about the how of church planting. Would you join me welcoming Kent Lyles here today? Welcome, Kent. Thank you. Thank uh, you very much. So, I mean, how are you feeling? This is kind of a weird moment. Uh, scary and exciting. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. <laughs> no, those are good guesses, actually. Uh, the first thing I would say is I am incredibly humbled. Um, this is such a landmark moment uh, in the life of Grace Church, and to be a part of it in this way is just, 
it's an honor and it's a privilege. So there's that part. But then the other part, terribly excited, um, extremely excited, not just for me uh, and for Kim and, and just for what we're going to experience, but really for Grace Church. Um, I'm excited for all that God is doing with us and everything that you've just been talking about, about this just being one of the biggest moments in our church, the most fruitful times and, and what God is doing to make disciples. That's incredible. And I'm really excited about that. So, yeah, man, um, you know, I was I was saying to Tim earlier that this is uh, we're announcing a pregnancy right now. Uh, really? I mean, so in just short oh, yeah. of nine hey, months. It came up with two lines. How exciting is yeah, this? It's awesome. Short of nine months, we are going to give birth to another Grace Church. Yep. So um, that's incredible. You know, uh, Tim was mentioning uh, one of my favorite movies as well, It's a Wonderful Life. And, uh, you know, we, we, of course, we both do a, a good Jimmy Stewart impression. We're both like, ah, Merry Christmas, you like that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I, I won't even. I'm not even going to go there. No, but he was, doesn't. He's going to shame me if he, he doesn't kill me. No, he, he just killed me. So, but anyway, I'm thinking about that movie. It's one of my favorites. It's a classic around our house as well. And man, that is such a great point. What if George Bailey had never been born? What if Grace Church had never been born? You know, and that's uh, those stories that he was telling earlier. Those would have never been told. And so I, I present the same question to us: What if Grace Church Olathe is never born? Um, Twenty years from now. There'll be stories that we wouldn't get to tell uh, if this doesn't happen. And so, man, it's such an incredible thing what God's doing. And, and this is the next chapter in the story of Grace Church. And we're asking you to be a part of it. Um, now, you may be asking specifically, how, do we, how, how are we asking you to be a part of it? Well, Tim's already kind of brought that out to you. We, we brought up this commitment card to you. And one thing that we can all do beyond what's on here is we can all be praying. Whether you know for sure that you're going to be a part of this uh, multi-site or not, we all have a part in this because we are all a church planning church, right? I mean, that's yeah, who we fact, are. In fact, we, we actually want to challenge you to actually put an alarm. Grab your phone right now. We're not offended. You're digging in your phone. Would you put an alarm for 2.05? P, uh, and do it, make sure it's p.m., <laughs> Not a.m., yeah, because that'd be that'd quite be problematic for you every day at 2.05 a.m. But that's actually for February 5th. Every day at 2.05, I got an alarm in mind seven days a week, 2.05 at Dings, pray for Olathe Campus. Can you imagine? 2.05 every single day yeah. for the next nine months. We're praying, praying, praying. 2.05, pray for Olathe Campus. Boom, you're in a meeting. Boom, pray. They don't know you're praying. They can't stop you. Pray, baby. It's awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. And some of you are going to be connected directly to this. So what we're asking you to do right now is consider what your commitment level might be. And it may be just that first box. So we're asking you to check any of these boxes that apply. It may be all of these boxes, but that first one is just to attend an informational meeting. Uh, we're going to be doing informational meetings during our weekend service time starting next weekend. Uh, we'll have our first one. We're going to skip a couple weeks, and we're going to do two more informational weekends in June. So whether you think you might be going or not, or God may be tugging at your heart right now, attend one of these meetings. Just get some more information. Also, you may just be praying. I'm, I'm going to be praying about whether or not this is what God wants me to do. Or you may already be thinking, I'm in. I'm in right now. I know this is what God has for me. You may live in Olathe, and you're, you're heeding Tim's advice. Yeah, God, you're just going to have to stop me from going if that's not what you want. But I'm in. I want to be a worshiper in Olathe, or I want to serve in Olathe. So fill these in. Check them off. Make sure you fill out the information at the bottom and drop it in the offering basket as it goes by. Uh, but this is an incredible time for our church. Imagine what God's going to do. We already, we've already seen what he's done. Imagine what's next and what he can do with you. So... Yeah, guys, I ask you again, would you bring your A-game of openness to God? Would you bring your A-game to whatever God wants? 
We're going to keep putting updates at visitgracechurch.com slash Olathe. We'll keep updating, adding frequently asked questions as we get questions and they're, and they're frequently asked, things we've forgotten about. We'll put them out there. You keep updates on the progress, what's going on. I'm challenging you. If you live in that area, where you sense the prompting of God to say yes to God, you will never regret it. To follow God's spirit is, you never regret following God's spirit. That's right. Can't wait to pray for us. Absolutely. And just real quick, my wife and I will be out in the oh, venue yeah. lobby. So if you have any questions uh, right away or you just want to fist bump or high five, that's cool too. Or we'll take hugs. We're, we're good with that. Any huggers? in the? Okay, anyway. Uh, let's pray and uh, we'll move on. Father, we love you. And God, we thank you so much for your grace. We thank you so much for your mercy. We thank you for your kindness. Thank you for the way that you've been at work at Grace Church. And just over the years, the number of lives that you've touched, literally thousands of lives, God, this has been a portal into heaven. This has been a doorway into knowing you. And so, God, I pray that you continue that in Olathe. I pray, God, that you empower this work. Put your hands all over it. Lord, be directing and instructing those uh, right here, right now, who may be considering what it is that you want to do in their life as far as this uh, campus is concerned. God, would you absolutely have your way. We lift this before you. God, this can't be done outside of the power of your spirit. So, Lord, we leave it in your hands. We are your servants. We are trying to obey you as best we can. Please guide us, give us wisdom and direction, and empower everything that we do from here on out. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, guys, at this time, we want to encourage every household to fill out a, a Household Connect card. Uh, best way to do it, do it electronically. It takes you 30 seconds. Use the Visit Grace Church app or go to visitgracechurch.com slash live to actually download the online Connect card. Uh, let us know your prayer requests. You want to sign up for ministries. Or maybe if you've never taken Next Step, the Next Next Step class is the first Sunday in June at 11 a.m. You can register for Next Next step class. If you fill out a household connect card, we make donations to our missions each month. This month's mission is Thrive. It's a brand new adoption and foster care ministry. And so for filling out the household connect card, we're going to send additional funds to some of the greatest needs in Kansas City in the area of foster care and adoption. If you want to get involved in the ministry to help families who are fostering or adopting, or if you want to explore foster care or adoption yourself, Or if you're even slightly interested in finding out what God's doing in this ministry, we invite you to one of two meetings, either Saturday, June 25th at 5.30 or Sunday, June 26th at 9.30. That's the ministry called Thrive, Adoption and Foster. If you'd like to worship God with your finances, uh, there's offering envelopes or even a better way, go online, visitgracechurch.com slash give. Let me encourage you to give online and keep praying. Set that time, 205 every day, all across our city. Ding, ding, ding. We are praying for the Olathe campus, for God to work and reach people. And let's keep praying for God to raise up some 200 to 400 people to serve in ministry. We'll be like this big old pregnant person, and it'll be awesome. I mean, big babies, big babies are healthy. That's said by a guy, I realize. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, I just thank you so much for the chance to worship, to celebrate. We look to you, God, to do your work, and we love you. Hear our words. Hear our heart. Receive our offerings. God, we surrender ourselves to you. I pray you would raise up 200 to 400 people to serve with our Aletha campus and the stories that will be told. In Jesus' name.
Thank you for listening to this week's message. If you have questions or would like to contact us for prayer, please email us at info at visitgracechurch.com. For more information about our ministries, location, and service times, go to visitgracechurch.com.